0: machine I'm as healthy as can be I'm a lean green eating machine eat my greens and get enough sleep when I eat my greens get enough rest it's amazing how good I feel just try it once see what I mean one week we'll all the deal hey guys what's going on it's Cory here and you might notice that I have someone next to me on the screen that someone is plant-based Gabriel what's up Gabriel hey Cory it's great to be on Yeah, man. So listen, it's been a while since the lean green dad podcast has been out and about. So we're bringing it back with a a big time, you know, effort, massive force. And uh, one of the things we're going to be doing is a plant power dad hour. And that is two plant-based dads, me and Gabriel rocking it out, sharing with you how we manage this, this plant-based lifestyle, because I've heard that it can be difficult, and we're here to tell you, as two crazy busy dads, it's not. Yeah, you agree with that, Gabriel? I would say that as long as you do a few simple things,
1: and um you know, it, it can be as easy as uh, easy as possible, and actually is much easier than you know the other side of things, right? It could be a whole lot harder if you weren't doing it this way.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you know, as we start this thing out, right? Um, I, I wanna, I wanna just let people know that we're here to help. Okay, this is, this is something that we are both very passionate about, and I'd love for us to really quickly share both of our stories. Um, we come from two completely different backgrounds, completely different geographic places in the country, and, um, and we have slightly different stories. Um, I think before we kind of dive into these, and I don't know, man, let's let's just do like a five minute synopsis, right? But um, there's three. P- three reasons primarily why people transition to this lifestyle it could be for themselves uh it could be for the planets and it could be for the animals and my my stance on everything is like all of those things are pretty cool right like i mean i like animals the planet's pretty cool and you know i want myself and my family to be healthy so i'm like whatever um how about you man What, what was your what was your story i know that it's It's been put out there a lot, but there might be some people listening that obviously don't know. For sure, for sure. Well,
1: I uh, grew up in northern Indiana, the land of the cold and the snow, and uh, grew up a football player, an athlete, the dream of playing in, the, in college in the NFL, and found myself at the University of Nebraska, starting football player, starting long snapper, full ride scholarship, kind of right on path with everything that I was hoping my life would look like at that Point in time. And I was also studying livestock nutrition at the time as well. So I was learning and getting a four year degree in how to breed, feed, fatten, slaughter, slice, and serve every animal that old McDonald ever dreamed of. Uh, and everything was going to plan, right? Coming from a more semi ag background, come from a highly athletic family, kind of right where I wanted to be at the University of Nebraska Full Ride Scholarship, starting football player, studying the degree, the field I wanted to be in. And then in the off season, I ended up suffering a career-ending back injury, pretty much broke my back, uh, slipped disc, bulging disc, herniated disc, dislocation between the spine and the backbone, uh, you name it. I found myself as an 18, 19-year-old getting ready to go into a six-and-a-half-hour back surgery uh, without ever, without knowing coming out on the other side if I would be able to walk or I would have, be able to have a normal physical activity level, if I would be able to hold my children as a dad in the future, um, what that would look like. Uh, but I you know, went through it, came out, and uh, again, 18, 19, had to relearn how to walk, relearn how to do, do things that they never thought that that would be the case, and found myself needing a way to lose weight, to regain my health, right? I, I say this, and I think I might have said this on your podcast, uh, it was a year and a half ago or so, that I was a, before I was a 260-pound, strong, well-built, good you set of shoulders on me long snapper. That's my position. I was kind of the uh, body for it. Uh, But coming out of a six and a half hour back surgery, I was a hundred pound overweight, obese individual that was unable to walk, move, or really do anything with physical activity level. And so that led me on a journey. I tell the story a lot, but uh, I was initially led to more of the animal-based diets because I was asking my professors. I was asking my my nutrition professors, my you know my chemistry professors, hey, what what should I be eating? What should I be doing? I need to lose weight, but I'm unable to exercise. Right? I thought when I was playing football that when I retired, when I was done playing sports when I hung up the cleats that I would just take up running or I'd get on the treadmill every day, burn a few hundred calories. And then after six months I'd lose the weight, I'd be healthy. That's kind of what everybody thinks. It doesn't work out that way. Um, But that's what I thought. That's what I believed. But I find myself unable to walk, unable to exercise, needing to lose a hundred pounds. And I began asking my animal based, professors. And of course they led me to the animal based diets. Um, but unfortunately after months of trying, it wasn't like I just did this a day, did that another day. It was months and months of trying these, these diets. Um, I find myself just as fat and sick and overweight as I was before. uh, And that's when I realized that, Hey, maybe I should stop taking advice from my professors who in one serendipitous moment, I realized, uh, were just as fat, sick, and overweight as I was, right? I was taking advice from a 300-pound nutrition professor. Uh, probably not the best best idea. And so that led me on a journey, a journey that eventually led to me finding doctors like Esselstyn, McDougal, T. Colin Campbell, Mills, um, Popper, these wonderful plant-based doctors, many of whom you've had on the podcast. Um, and then trying what they were saying. I tried all the ketogenic, the low-carb, the animal-based diets, cutting out all the plant foods, right? Thinking that that was going to be where my health lied. Um, But in the end, I began eating potatoes, sweet potatoes, rice, beans, oats, corn, quinoa, foods that people and populations have been eating for thousands of years without being plagued by the chronic diseases that are tearing apart our modern world. Uh, And eventually, over the course of two years, I was able to lose 100 pounds, was able to completely regain my health, uh, and I was able to do it without the aid of exercise, do it through dietary means. Um, and then as the story goes, and I'm sure, we'll cover moving forward here and in uh, and in segments, but um, I was able to get my family, get my parents to lose 60, 70 um, pounds, getting my sister to lose 60 pounds, uh, having my, my wife adopt this, my mother and father-in-law adopt a plant-based diet. And, and to the point where this past December, I got to the point where I realized that I need to put it into some sort of usable form, something that I could help other people, right? My biggest goal and my most cherished accomplishment in this life is being able to see my parents my mom my dad my sister my cousins grandparents friends and family not only just regain their health but completely transform their health to where someone who is fat sick overweight on a downward slope towards death, disease, in and out of hospitals, early, early departure from this planet. Um, someone who was sitting there just a year or two later, uh, is now active spryer moving around better than they were 40 years previously. And that's, uh, that's been my greatest accomplishment. And I would, I would hope everybody gets the opportunity. And so I put it in book form, the plant-based diet for beginners um, hey, Corey's got it too there. Uh, you know, that it, is, it is the handbook I wish I would have had as I was helping my family uh, adopt a plant based diet and regain their health. And I put it together and and uh, it's done really well. And, you know, getting to help a lot of people, getting to see a lot of people um, utilize it. And of course, I've got the Plant Based Gabriel website, Facebook, all, the, all that jazz. Uh, but now the reason me and Corey are here is because a month after uh, the birth of my book, uh, uh, my beautiful wife, Dr. Miller, uh, had our wonderful child Bridget. And so I am officially a plant power dad <laughs> and that's, so right. that's who I am. So I'll give it over to you, Corey.
0: Yeah, man. Well, welcome to the club. Welcome to the fatherhood club. I think that was my first text to you. I'm like, congratulations. Welcome to the club. You know,
1: y- yep, um,
0: yep. I think it's, it's, it's really cool how we came together, um, I, my family is a a little different, right? Um, my wife grew up in Indiana, which is pretty cool. Um, Mooresville. Yeah. Okay. But, um, we, uh, had been, you know, best friends for like six years, uh, before we got married. And so, um, when we get together, we're, we're two completely different people, my wife and I, uh, and those opposites attract and those opposites benefit each other. I'm super type a, um, really like just get stuff done as quickly as possible um, and and really care about those results. And Jen is a little bit more chill, um, a little more like her emotions are on her sleeve. And so when you put those two people together and try to plan a wedding, uh, it's incredibly stressful. And um, that was probably the height of the stress of our time together up to that point. And so we're, we're talking like 14 years ago when Jen and I were married and um the reason I'm talking about this is because that's when her chronic illness showed it's reared, it's ugly head. And that chronic illness is ulcerative colitis. Now chronic illness means that you will live with that for the rest of your life. And at the time there was no documentation. There was nothing out there to tell us uh, how she got it, what, what we could do for it. Um, All we knew is that we had to take a bunch of medication and really just (laughs) drown her in um, horrible drugs that were going to mess her up. Uh, possibly give her, you know, leukemia in the future and things like that. So absolutely horrible. Um, That's when we kind of decided to take our lives uh, into our own hands and really um, begin to dive into consuming less meat, right? And so over the course of many, many years, we eventually came to a plant-based diet. And when I say plant-based, it's a little different for me than it is Gabriel. And that's why I want you guys To understand how awesome this show is because i feel like the two of us combined like gabriel would never eat some of the things that i eat and (laughs) (laughs) like like the the fake meats right and so gabriel i feel like you know i'm speaking for gabriel here but like gabriel's job is to help you understand that if if you are trying to lose weight if you have an illness that is life-threatening and if you if you want to go 100% whole food plant-based, which you might hear that term a lot, and we can talk about what that means, it's not that hard, right? And I feel, and this is where we are directly in line with each other, I feel that eating a whole food plant-based diet is absolutely hands down the best way to eat, right? But I think that some people might need to take some steps to get there. And I think, you know, Gabe, you understand, like you're, you're cool, like you get it. Like if you need to, if you're coming from, eating a, a 16 ounce steak and you want to transition to a whole food plant-based diet, you might not be able to give that steak up immediately, right? You might need to take some baby steps. And in my world, I'm trying to reach the parents that are stopping by the fast food window at McDonald's because they think they're too tired and exhausted to make dinner for their own family. And so my recipes that I put on my website are 15 minutes or less and um, And that could be, you know, a three-minute prep time and a ten-minute, you know, let it cook kind of thing while you go give the kids a bath. But I want to take the stress out of it for you, you know. And um, that's the cool thing—we both, as do I, Corey, as do I. We both take the stress out. There's no stress. We want to be cool, as Um, easy,
1: you know. If you're if you're making a life change as dramatic as a dietary change, which again, some would say isn't as dramatic as taking medication for the rest of your life, knowing that it's going to cause more chronic illness in the future, or having, you know, your, your chest less cut open and uh, having stents put in, or, you know, the, the, that could be considered dramatic, but it is a big shift, a big life change. And so I think we both focus or we're both, you know, we're both worried about not, not so much worried, but we're both very concerned about making sure that a transition, a switch to a plant-based diet is not only easy, it's effective, uh, but it's a tasty as well and um that's where that's where that's what's needed right we can all we can all find we, all find things out there but to have it kind of more concise and just to say hey this is this is an easy way to go about it is helpful
0: it's the truth it's the truth and i love your book by the way um if you're looking for resources i would go start with this one for sure i mean this book is killer and then um i have not put out a a formally published book but i do have an ebook That's available over at you know leangreendad.com. So either one, go check them out. They'll be your little resources, folks. Hashtag Corey, put it on paper. Yeah, put it on paper. Yeah, we'll we'll try. You know how much work it is to do that, my friend. Three kids. Hashtag three kids. Um, But listen, we we we're trying to figure out what what do we want this show to be, this segment to be, and I think that in this plant power dad hour. uh, there's some questions that we get, right? And there's questions that we get from people that see our videos or um on YouTube or Facebook, mostly Facebook for me. Um and there were two questions that I wanted to just kind of address, put them out there and see how we can maybe talk about them because if one person has a question, then I'm sure there's going to be other people that have one, right? So the first one was I can't find enough time to eat a plant-based diet, okay? And so we just talked about recipes being 15 minutes or less. So, um, now Gabriel, if you need a second to think about this, I'll give you one. Okay. But (laughs) if not, I'll start with you. I'm gonna throw this question at you. If you are stressed out of your mind, okay. You're, you, you've been out all day. I don't know what you've been doing. Maybe, I mean, it's hilarious. Let's just pause for a moment. What were you doing right before this, uh, this recording? Oh, I
1: mean, I was out, we had a six week checkup for Bridget. And so we, you know, we were out doing that and, just to be a dad. The, what, being a dad, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so I was giving two boys a bath. Um, okay. I, I was like hoping that my shirt wouldn't get wet. So I didn't, but I, I also didn't care because I was like, badge of honor, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was helping the boys take a bath. <laughs> I'm going to talk about something that you can do super, super quick. OK, um, let's see. Uh, I will tell you that one of my favorite, and we're not going to do, I'm, I'm going to do a dessert. OK, I'm going to do a dessert because everybody likes dessert. So for me, when you talk about cookies, cookies for me make me very, very happy. So um, there's something called tahini. Um, it is a sesame seed. All right. Ta- I'm talking about tahini.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Welcome back. Gabriel's back.
0: <laughs> I'm back and I'm alive. <laughs> You're alive. All right. So I'm talking about, I've started with dessert. Okay. Because I've got these cookies that you can make in like like five five minutes. You whip them together. They only bake for like 12 minutes and you're good. Okay. And um, I call them, I call them vegan cookies that don't suck, but they're actually whole food plant-based. Well, would they be, is it whole food plant-based Gabriel? If you can, if you have to bake it or no, that doesn't. Yeah, no, that is, that is. is? Okay. So I forget, I forget all the ingredients because I put myself on the spot, but tahini is the main one. And then um, there's just like three other ingredients. You mix it all together, you put it in the oven and 12 minutes later, you've got a cookie. And here's the thing about the cookies. They are cookies. My kids ask me this all the time, right? And they go, dad, are these, are these cookies that I, I can eat all of them? It doesn't matter? I'm like, yes, you absolutely can because they're low calorie, it doesn't matter. It's food that's fueling your body. So yes, you can eat as many of them as you want. And they love that answer. So, so that's mine. You know, uh, that's a,
1: that's a good, you know, they say that, um, but I think, they, I think it goes like man cannot live on bread alone. It's just cookies. Hmm. You can live on cookies. Families mm-hmm. can live on cookies. That's yeah. a good, good example, Corey. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, here's what I would say. I get asked a lot. I'm busy. I'm busy. You're busy. Families are busy, right? One, fa- one parent family, two parent family, probably everybody's working, running kids around to sports, running, running here, running there. It's busy. Here's my biggest thing is if you want to keep it whole food plant-based, it is no simpler than this. Once a week, twice a week, depending on, yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter to me, but go ahead. I'm going to turn the oven on. I'm going to turn that oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit, 375 if you wish. I'm going to get five pounds of red potatoes, white potatoes, gold potatoes, russet potatoes. I don't care. And then another five, 10 pounds of sweet potatoes. I'm going to just sit those babies right there on the rack in the oven, or you can get a big, big thing to set them on a sheet pan. It doesn't matter. And I'm going to cook them for 45 minutes. 45 minutes is done. Pull them out, set them on the counter. Great. I'm going to get a Tupperware, a (laughs) container that I can just pop them in the fridge once they're done cooling. So throughout the week, I have the ability to take a big, a sweet potato, I can warm it up. If I've got a microwave in a minute and a half, if I've got a convection, quick, easy oven, I can cook it for five minutes, it's going to be warm. I could slice those potatoes up and make easy 15-minute French fries, you know, cooking for 15 minutes. I can do a million things with that. I can also put some salsa on it, have a meal, put, a, put some salsa and some steamed broccoli, there's great. So that's something I'll also recommend once a week cook a big pot of brown rice do it on the stovetop do it in the slow cooker do it in the instant pot doesn't matter you can do the same thing with beans you can also buy some frozen vegetables so so with brown rice potatoes sweet potatoes frozen vegetables again probably the cheapest things you're going to be buying on a grocery budget anyways cheaper than going through the drive-thru and if you take an hour a week, honestly, an hour a week, I can get pota- I can get a week's worth of potatoes baking in an hour. In that same hour, I can cook a week's worth of rice, you know, depending on your family size or your cooking device or whatever. And I can have an oven full of frozen vegetables. With that right there, a few sauces, a few condiments, you can be healthy, whole food plant-based for the next 20 years with an hour of cooking a week, realistically, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. warm something up here or there. A lot of times you eat it cold or, you know, you eat a baked soup until cold or, you know, have some fruit or have some oatmeal, you know, really quick things. But having those, what I call the simple starchy staples, foods like rice, beans, potatoes, oats, corn, quinoa, foods that people and populations have eaten as families, as staple foods, as the majority of their calories for thousands of years, living long healthy lives, not plagued by chronic diseases. Are also the cheapest foods you can buy at the grocery store. Are also the easiest foods that you can batch cook, and also are the most versatile foods that you can make fifty different recipes with using a few different spices and condiments. So that's yeah. what I'd say. Um, yeah. and, and I'm not here to plug or you know this, but but the thing that I made sure when I talked to my publishers about writing a book for beginners, right for beginners, I said I'm not publishing a book if I don't show people how to cook the staples how to cook the basics and they say well that's going to be easy that's going to take up a lot of space you know we want kind of more difficult recipes or we want things that people are going to be upset if you show them how i say no i'm going to show everybody how to cook rice if they have a stovetop if they have a slow cooker if they have a if they have an instant pot a pressure cooker this or an air fryer i'm going to show them how to cook all the basics um because if you can do that on page one on page 20 and 21 i got the how to cook the staples you never have to turn back to the 75 recipes in the back of the book, or you never have to go on, you know, you don't have to do it. If you know how to cook those staples, of course, make recipes, of course, get creative, but a busy family, busy people, busy parents having those simple starchy staples cooked, ready to go. Those staple foods make everything just a world of difference. Whole wheat pasta, right
0: in the pantry, ready in 10 minutes with, you know, just, even brown it rice pasta. What if you did brown rice pasta instead? I mean, you can have a little more protein if you have like a wheat kind of problem or anything like that or anything. Sure, yeah, you can give it gluten-free. I mean, I, you know, I don't. Want, whole, grain pasta, want.
1: whole grain pasta, a whole grain pasta. Yeah, that, but just easy, simple things that, um, I think the problem with that is, Corey, when I say that, when I give that, is that most people, most parents are so petrified and terrified that they're gonna feed their children carbohydrates that, no oh, my way. God, my, my, yeah. my kids are going to get diabetes and they're going to be obese and they're going to have the same problems that I have. Well, excuse me, sir or ma'am, you're not eating baked sweet potatoes and baked potatoes, quinoa, corn, rice, right? You're eating a double cheeseburger yeah. <laughs> with yeah. chicken nuggets. Uh, yeah. That is what's making you fat. That's what's giving early onset Type 2 diabetes, right? It's not the rice, the beans, potatoes, corn, sweet potatoes. So, so there is some, some, some worry, some fear there. But when you really dive into it, you understand just a base level of of why these foods are healthful and why we've eaten them for thousands of years. Um, Then it takes a lot of the worry away, which also puts a lot of power back in you as the parent. Because if you're so worried, I mean, if you were really believe that these staple foods, rice, beans, potatoes, corn, you know, quinoa. Are terrible for you that you know. There, a lot of people out there, a lot of you know, pseudoscience doctors would tell you that you know, tell you you can only eat animal products. You can only eat animal products. Well, number one, those are the most expensive foods, and if you want to buy them cheaply, you've got to buy them super processed in yep. normally fast food or frozen form, which is the most highly concentrated form of sodium, high, you, know, <laughs> or, you know, just all these horrible things. And so, you've got to just understand that these staple starchy foods are healthful. With the addition of fruits and vegetables, they're also the easiest to cook. You don't have to rely on a restaurant. You don't have to rely on a fast food place. You can have them cooked, ready to go in your home. Microwave, boom, ready to go. Uh, you yeah. know, just all the reasons there. Um, and then that's and it puts a lot of it puts a lot of power back in you as a parent too. I believe that that I don't have to go to a grocery store and buy a frozen food that I feel is harmful to my children. Right. I can buy fresh staples, dried staples, cook them, batch cook them. Right. Don't cook just one yeah. meal's worth of brown rice yeah. and you're ready to roll.
0: And let's say, let's say that, uh, you know, as you're, as you're along this journey and we kind of continue this segment, I think it's going to be cool because people will get to understand uh, what you feed Bridget, what you feed your little baby. I mean, she's not eating solids yet, but when she does – But she is. Is she through, really mother, eating solids? Through something? her mother's form.
1: Through, you know, oh, through, well, of course. Through her mother. And that's, and, that's a, and that's another thing. You know, you talk about nourishing a baby – yeah, talk about nourishing a mother who's nourishing oh, yeah. a baby is yep, is yep. is super important because we can talk about what she'll eat at eight months, twelve oh, yeah. months, but what she's getting those nutrients she's getting through what my wife's eating is right. Yeah, whole plant foods, simple starchy staples with the addition of you know, fruits and vegetables um, that are the most nutrient dense foods right yeah. on the planet. So let's uh let's make sure that and and she's getting it in the right form right through through yeah. breast milk and and that's yeah. that's there but yeah no it's it'll be it's fun it's exciting to see um but it's also knowing that she's already getting that
0: um, and i just want to i want to stop you on you just said the right form like the breast breast milk is probably one of the best but i want to just differentiate it's not like right or wrong right like because some some ladies can't breastfeed so i just want to give a shout out to all the ladies that can't breastfeed I know that they might have to use some type of formula or something like that. Obviously, my wife was one of them. So I just want to make sure that we don't get blasted on our first segment. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All love to the ladies. All love. Hey, yo, we should talk about um, our wives' pregnancies. Because I, had, I have two kids that are vegan since birth. Uh, we transitioned when my oldest daughter, Izzy, was like three. Um, but, uh, you know, did you... You know, because the doctors are like, oh, you got to take folic acid and oh, you got to take, I love it, a prenatal multivitamin. I'm like, what? What? What's the difference? Why Why has it got to be prenatal? Like, why can't you just t- eat the right stuff, you know? But like, when you look at blood tests, and you look at all of the doctor checkups and everything else, I'm guessing, like mine, your your wife coasted through those, right? They're just like, why are you here right now?
1: Yeah, so so big thing that, that is kind of pushed during pregnancy, right, is is you gotta take this you got to do that you got to watch this you gotta do that and, and one thing that was pushed so much was that you need to be eating high protein foods high protein what? foods, high protein foods right from everybody every the whole gamut of all the specialists high protein foods. and you then world. The and womb, then as soon as yeah 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 and then as soon as I say, show me the research where where in all of human history have mothers worried about eating high protein foods no and uh, there, there's absolutely no research out there. They can't find it because it's not out there. And if they did find it, they'd find that in, you're just destroying these high-protein foods. Have a protein, you have this or that, right? Is hurting their children, you know, hurting their kidneys, hurting, hurt, subsequently putting strain on their children due to the high-protein nature of it, right? Don't eat too many carbohydrates, you know, this or that, and worried about um, the children's size and all that. So that was interesting. I'll just put that out there. You're yeah. gonna get that if you're if you're getting beginning a plant power pregnancy. Um, those medical care professionals are not diet professionals. They're not nutrition professionals.
0: They don't go they through are, school they, for that. Yeah, they do
1: not. And and you're yeah. You know, so so let's get that out of the way. Um, because I can tell you this through birthing classes, through checkups, through this or that, through sitting, you know, seeing all these. We had the healthiest pregnancy by all accounts, right? All me, all medical professionals that we talked to right? Eating the exact opposite of what the medical care professionals were telling, right? Of saying that you got to have high protein. You can't have these carbohydrate foods. You can't do this. Well, we ate an 85, 90% carbohydrate rich diet, simple starchy staples, rice, beans, potatoes, oats, corn, quinoa with the addition of fruits and vegetables, meaning that our diet was probably around 80%, 85% carbohydrates, 8% fat, Eight percent, ten percent protein, right? It was. We don't worry about it. We get enough calories, right? If you eat enough calories, and that was the big thing. I told all the medical, you know, all of them that that had, and I was, you know, not mean about it or anything, but if you have a concern, show me the research. Show me some realistic, real life examples of why we should be concerned. Which, of course, there's none, because nine out of ten pregnancies that they're dealing with, they're dealing with obesity. They're dealing with. Gyges- Gestational, gestational diabetes, diabetes right? Yeah. They're dealing with type two diabetics. They're dealing yep. with, uh, you know, b- bloating. They're dealing with all these things that are happening. And the one out of 10 that goes in there, a healthy plant powered pregnancy is the one that they're concerned about. Right. 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 That's the one they're concerned about. So, so that's where I would be, you know, eh, show me, show me where the problem is uh, yeah. because, because the rest of the world eats like I do the rest, yeah. you know, not the developed world, right. Where, where children are being, you know, Getting type two diabetes at five, right? That that's what the modern world is. But the underdeveloped world, um, you know, that thorough whatever you want to call it these days. Yeah. Uh, these pregnancies look a lot like this one, where it actually the birth rates. If you take away uh, deaths during birth during labor, you know, are are very you know they're they're just not there. It's not it's it, it, it's they're not it's as a medically very, advanced. It's, yeah, it is it is. And um and so that's what I would say when you talk about nutrients, you talk about the the vitamins and the uh, you know, all these things, vitamins, what a fancy way to say it, you know, again, I'll say I'm not a medical care professional, but yeah, those medical care professionals aren't nutrition professionals. So
0: it's true. And you know, I'll so, ta- so take it
1: as that. And again, here's, what I, say. here's yeah. what I would say, I just finished it crook. is they push all this, push this, push this pill, push that, push that. Um, but also they're doing blood work. So if your blood work is not showing a nutrient deficiency, then why are they pushing a vitamin or, uh, you know, some sort of supplement that is supposed to, that is developed to take care of deficiencies, which if you're, you're doing blood work, you don't show deficiencies. And so that's where I would say so there we what we did was we ate a whole food plant based diet built around simple starchy staples with the addition of fruits and vegetables, eating enough calories, right? And here's the other thing, Corey, I'll just say this real quick is, is they talk about, well, you got to be eating enough, got to be eating. got to be eaten. But then they say, you don't want to get too big, too big of a baby too big of that, you know, and then they'll talk about protein or carbs. So But here's the deal, eating a whole food plant based diet, calorie sufficient, just meaning you're eating enough calories from whole plant foods, right? Was she was able to put on I think she put on around 22 pounds, which is right at the sweet spot where 50 pounds is not unheard of for pregnancies, right? Um, It's even more a lot of times. And, um, and that was developing the baby, right? It wasn't putting on another three inches of, you know, subcutaneous fat. Uh, that happens a lot of times. So that's why I would say it was, it was by all regards, the healthiest pregnancy that the professionals had seen. Um, and it was quite, e- you know, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay anything, but I do get a lot of g- flack from saying it was, it was easy. It was, it went smoothly. We had no complications, no problems. It went as planned. And I'll get a lot of flack that says, well, that's not everybody. What's not? Well, is everybody eating a healthy, whole food, plant-based oil-free diet, c- sufficient in calories built around simple stuff, you know, eating like We should be eating, right? Not eating processed junk. Eating, eating, if you're eating the right things, you're doing the right things, well, there's no reason you shouldn't expect to have a perfect, you know, endeavor. And things can come up, but if you're not doing everything in your power to make it as good as possible, then don't expect it to go smoothly.
0: It's true. And I mean, folks, you and dude, you had an amazing experience. I mean, I've had, I've had three babies. I've, I've, I've not had them like my wife had them. Congratulations, Corey. Thank you. Yeah. First ever. Um, but you know, my wife gave birth to two children and, uh, our, our very first one was a completely, you know, different experience. Um, she was not, she was not plant-based at all. And she also had, um, you know, ulcerative colitis. So we had an emergency C-section. It was absolutely horrific. Um, I was not able to be with her at all, whisked away from me. And I know a lot of people have that experience, Mm -hmm. right? Um, our third baby, we actually were able to do a V-back and that is a vaginal birth after cesarean, which is really rare. And some doctors will not even let you have them, but Jen's birth was completely natural with Parker, um, our third child and our second we adopted. So, Mm -hmm. um, I guess I should have said that right up front. Well, how do you have three kids? You only had two. Yeah. Well, um, and the, the third one, you know, same thing we were bringing like fresh juice into the hospital. And when we were doing that, um, they were like, Whoa, 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 you can't bring that in here. And I was like, Oh, I'm what what's going on? And they're like, Yeah, you, you gotta make sure that you only buy like hospital food. And I'm like, No way, that's not happening. So I was sneaking carrot apple juice in like it was contraband it's yeah, for my wife yeah. to get as much nutrients as possible, like immediately to fuel, you know, the breast. But they wouldn't stuff think like twice that. to hook her up to an IV. Or well, an IV or Um, the, the hospital food was just like, so nasty. I mean, everybody knows the hospital food is so gross. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think it was really cool that we were able to kind of just talk about the pregnancy and, um, and Bridget. And I really look forward to hearing more about that, especially as we, as we go on and guys, I've got older kids, right? Mine are 11, nine and four. And, uh, like I said, two of them vegan since birth. And, um, you know, we're going to continue talking about this. I think next time, um, what I'd like to do is kind of talk about how we can, um, transition kids that might not have been plant-based from the beginning. Now, Gabriel yep. and I are very lucky that we have a couple kids that we started off that were plant-based from the beginning. And I know, um, Gabriel doesn't have a kid that he's had to transition, but darn it folks, he has transitioned multiple people. Let's that- say, let's say I could, I could fill a hole. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've helped quite a few
1: children by proxy through their parents, uh, adopting a plant-based diet. So I'll have, yeah. uh, I'll have some good, good thoughts on that. No
0: lack, no lack of experience there. So that'll be our next, our next segment. So make sure you tune in. Um, if this is your first one, this is our first one. So we want to say thank you for, yeah. for tuning in, for watching, for listening. Of course, where, where can you find this? Well, Uh, Gabriel and I both have channels. Okay. We're not exactly sure where the heck it's going to go and live, but we're going to put it everywhere because we want to help as many people as possible. Um, Gabriel's got his website, uh, his Facebook and his, uh, YouTube and Instagram, everything else you, you give your plugs, Gabriel, tell them where they can find you. And then I'll tell them where they can find me and we'll wish them well.
1: Yeah, you can find me majority of the time on Facebook or Instagram at plantbasedgabriel or the Plant Gabriel. Uh Also, uh, if you just go to my website, plantbasedgabriel.com, I've got links for all of my social media accounts. I've got free recipes on the website. And um, yeah, and I post some videos on YouTube, do some interviews, things like that, working to get more active on YouTube as we know, things get busy and uh, life happens and and life happens. Um, Yeah. 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 So, but uh, most of you can see me very active on Facebook, Instagram, uh, on those channels as well. So yeah, so that's where you can find me. Um, If you have any questions, I'm always there to answer them. Normally takes about three to to seven days just due to the amount of um, inquiries I do get. So be patient and I'll normally be able to answer questions.
0: And I'm over just Lean Green Dad on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, Facebook is probably the primary place. And then I've got the private Facebook group, uh, the Lean Green Team. So if you are a plant-based parent that is struggling with trying to make things easy, um, I talk a lot about parental marketing and education. Those two things are very important. I'm sure we'll talk about those in separate segments, but um, I really enjoy this. And of course, Lean Green Dad Radio. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Now I'm a